y'all. Welcome to Off the Deep End with your host, Leslie Pinson, and welcome to the episode that I didn't envision recording and um, didn't realize this was going to be part of the story of what I'm sharing, didn't see how there was a connection in this. But it is, and I committed when my intuition told me to start this podcast and start telling the story now, and I wasn't supposed to know why, or I kind of knew what I was building, but not really. I just showed up and started doing it. Um, I didn't, at the moment, see how all of this fits together, but uh, that's kind of how life works for me as someone who's tapped into energy, and it's this posture of just curiosity, and I'm, I'm always kind of observing and I'm observing the energy around me because that's I speak the language of energy um, I see the energy around me I see the energy within me and then I kind of make decisions um, and I, I am guided based on that energy and um, yeah so if you follow me on Instagram Leslie Clay uh, a lot of you know that around February I started dealing with some debilitating pain and I knew in the moment, even though the pain was debilitating, there was something there for me to learn. And um, and so I got curious. You're going to hear a lot. Curiosity is like absolutely, I love curiosity. I think that, that, that we should be living life with curiosity. I think, uh, man, curiosity and openness are the two things that um, I think make life just so enjoyable when you're it's the openness it's that like seeking to understand but um yeah so back in February started having debilitating back pain yeah specifically back pain and um not a surprise because I had back surgery five years ago so low back pain is something that I've lived with since I was 20 so for the last like 16 years I've had um back issues I was told when I was 20 that I had the back of a 60-year-old woman. So now my back is technically 76 if you prescribe uh, to, oh, I can't speak, prescribe to um, what that doctor said. And somewhere along the road, I think, you know, five years ago, I was bowling of all things and threw out my back and didn't walk out of the bowling alley up straight I was hunched over and it was just this downward spiral which led to sciatic pain and herniated discs and my I had drop foot it was so bad that my um, left foot I couldn't pick up my toes and so my orthopedic surgeon love him he was like Leslie you're too young to do any type of metal in your back but we need to do surgery if you do not alleviate the pressure that is um, up against your nerves right now, impacting your mobility, you might have nerve damage and never regain kind of the full function of your left leg. Um, so we did back surgery five years ago, April five years ago. And um, funny little tangent here, actually. I started watching some in the last, like, uh, probably 2021, there's a documentary, oh gosh, it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I don't remember which one. And it's about uh, 
near death life near death experiences that might actually be what it was called and I started watching the first episode and y'all I'm sitting there realizing like oh my gosh I had that I experienced that and let me take you back to gosh it would have been April 25th 2016 and this is the day that I went into surgery for my back and it was supposed to be outpatient um so like go in a couple hours, leave that day. And my parents had flown up from Dallas to um, help care for me after back surgery. So go into surgery and um, everything's looking great. The surgery goes well. And then I get out of surgery and it look, and this is when I'm still unconscious. But what the doctors and nurses are seeing, it looks like I'm having a seizure. My lips went blue. I'm shaking uncontrollably. And no one has any clue what's going on. And it was as I was kind of like coming out of anesthesia, um, the surgery went well. But all of a sudden, I'm on this gurney and I'm seizing. And my goodness, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be my poor father in that moment. Um, knowing that his former wife had died of essentially having seizures. And, and y'all, the weird thing was my mom died when I was 31. I was 31. Oh, gosh. I think it's kind of hitting me. I mean, I, I knew this. I was 31 when this was happening, when I was having this, what appeared to be a seizure. Um... I eventually came out of it and uh, I had some MRIs done and uh, it, on my brain, on my scan, uh, brain scan and no one could figure it out. It, it actually ended up, it wasn't a seizure. Um, but let me tell you, that's like from the outward uh, looking in what was happening. Let me tell you what was actually going on from my perspective during this, like what appeared to be a seizure. I was fully in my body and my body was a maze and I was Miss Pac-Man and <laughs> I was in this space. I was, it was almost like I was trapped in my body and I was trying to find my way out and there was something that was after me at, at it was, I'm just going to say energy, like I didn't see it, but it was this feeling that like something heavy was following me or after me and I needed to get out of there. And y'all, the way forward was like this bright light and I was desperately trying to get to this bright light. Um, at the same time, I was aware of this peaceful loving energy that was with me and helped me <laughs> get to the light through the maze of my body. And um, <laughs> I remember waking up, coming out of it and looking at my doctor and being like, oh, I made it. 
and they're all being they're all like freaking out thinking I'm like having a seizure and I'm like oh hey hey y'all I made it like it was so bizarre my I, I think I traumatized my poor doctor like he still to this day I'll see him like out and about around around town and I made an impression like I <laughs> I was this weirdo Miss Pac-Man like oh man but y'all when watching that documentary this was definitely what felt like a brush with I don't know what, but um, I had this intuitive feeling that I somehow was connecting with my mother's energy. And when I actually look back in my healing journey and like all, all the work that I've been doing consciously in the last like, I don't know, five years, that was a pivotal moment. And it was actually the first time I, f I remembered interacting with her energy since I, like, since she died. Um, actually, no, I lied. There was one really beautiful encounter when I went to visit her grave and I couldn't find her grave. And I left crying and sobbing because I felt disconnected from my mother. And then a couple years later, I went back to try to find it intuitively. And um, I literally was guided to her gravestone and... Um, I just remember looking down and all of a sudden I was there. So it was, there was a couple times I felt connected to my mom's energy, but this one where I felt like I almost, I was running from something and I headed towards the light, um, was a, a, a big moment, um, for me in the last few years. But so anyways, this is my back surgery, uh, experience a year later, I found pure bar and pure bar has been such a healing force in my life as well but heading back to February of 2021 I've skipped around in terms of we've we've time traveled a lot already in this episode but start having this debilitating back pain and it started because I was um taking care of uh, Dante you guys heard Dante in episode four I um watch his um child Charlie and he's my little buddy and um I was watching Charlie and I bent over weird putting Charlie in his car seat in my car and it strained my back and I was like oh no I've, I've done something it's just this sharp shooting pain and it was terrifying and because it, it was I was literally on the ground um for days because it felt more comfortable to be laying on the ground um than moving than walking and it was so debilitating I couldn't concentrate um couldn't really do anything but kind of sit in that pain and it was very frustrating so I made the appointments. I went back to see my orthopedic surgeon and hadn't forgotten uh, his weirdo patient, Leslie. And he's telling me, okay, we need to get an MRI. We need to do all of these things. And um, he mentioned steroid injections. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is, wh what are the steroid injections for? Is this, because uh, I've gone full on hippie since I was your patient five years ago. And he laughed and asked me what the heck that meant and I said I just I haven't taken over the counter medicine in a couple years and um what is it that we're looking to treat if it's inflammation I've got things for that I've got turmeric and he's yeah we'll take a shit ton of turmeric so uh that's what I did and it just didn't feel I don't I don't agree with um numbing pain I have this new posture where I'm interested in learning from pain and I I know in some situations like it, pain is insurmountable and um I'm not saying everybody should not take medicine. This is just my own personal um, story. So I'm sharing from that place. And what else, anybody else wants to do that is their own decisions to make. But this is just 
this is just my story. So um, working with him, we set up to get an MRI and I'm taking lots of turmeric and listening to my body and its pain signals. Through wild, you know, a series of events, my insurance denies the MRI like twice, which was very frustrating um, because I just wanted to understand what was going on. And they sent me to physical therapy and I was kind of pissed. I was like, well, I teach bar. That is basically physical therapy. Didn't want to go. I was pissed. Um, I, I went in and probably with some attitude, I think it was just frustration and pain, um, but ended up absolutely loving my physical therapist. They did a great job. Um, and it was more so it wasn't the movement and exercise component that I found so incredibly healing and helpful. It was the, uh, gosh, some type of wave therapy that was these pads they would put on my back with electro, um, some type of currency current that would stimulate the nerves and the pain signals. And it just, man, I felt like a million bucks. So that, and then they had this little tool that they would use, um, to kind of scrape down some of the scar tissue or the lesions on nerves that, um, have accumulated. And so it was awesome. Again, here we are. Leslie Pinson had plans and ideas and, um, was pissed off about going to physical therapy, but go, I went and it was wonderful. Um, so, in this pursuit of trying to understand and getting to the root of what was going on by listening to my body and listening to pain, um, it made me think of, you know, one thing we teach in entrepreneurship is, is getting to uh, the why. Like what is at the root, you know, when you're trying to understand, you know, customer and validating, you know, a, um, opportunity or a problem that you see in the world, this is where curiosity comes back in. You got to be curious. Like, why is something that way? Okay. Well, why? And, and you ask yourself in, there's a, um, tool that we use and you ask yourself, it's called, it's literally, it's just called the five whys. And you, you keep asking yourself why. So you get down to the deepest level of what that you know, issue might be. And then when you're designing, when you're building, you're building from that knowing, which is a deeper knowing versus just a surface level knowing if you had stopped at that first why. And it's cool when you ask yourself the five whys, like what I love, you know, when you're aware of energy, normally you can feel the root. I can. So like when I'm talking to someone and we're trying to understand a problem or something, you just keep asking why. And to me, it'll feel like, oh, that's it. That's the root. Like I feel it in my body. That's the thing. And then sometimes you think you're at your, you are there, but it, it's like, oh no, I think there's something beneath that. Um, so the five whys is such an incredibly powerful tool in entrepreneurship so that you're building from a place of strength that like resonates with customers and, and the people you're trying to solve the problem for. But it's also super applicable to just life in general. So for me, pain, I use the five whys. I'm like, why is this hurting? Like, is it structural? Is it my vertebrae? Is there a pinched nerve? Um, the funny thing is, the way insurance worked, we couldn't figure that out because they denied the MRI. And so what I had to do is just, okay, get curious and keep asking why. And, you know, I ramped up. I started making more time for Pure Bar. And this was, man, one of the lessons I learned here was I had to ask for help. Um... I couldn't teach. 
I it's very different when you're teaching pure bar versus when you're taking pure bar and when I'm taking I can be fully present in my body and listening to my body and like making modifications and doing things but when I'm teaching my energy I am when I teach I am focused outward I am focused on everybody else's body and making sure they're getting what they need and my focus is less on my own body movements um and so absolutely when I was in that place of pain and not understanding what was going on I needed to not teach and I needed to take and so it was like a very weird dynamic um of having to ask for help and I remember being in pure bar in a class and just breaking down in tears like literally in a thigh section facing the back wall in tears knowing that this was all about um me needing to ask for help and at some point I considered quitting Pure Bar versus asking for help that's how much I didn't want to ask for help and that's just stupid like that <laughs> it's funny looking back thinking that that's how dramatic or I thought that was my only option that's how much I didn't want to ask for help is I was going to quit something that I absolutely loved because it was I felt weak and um there was a lot of fear it was holy shit if my back is so bad right now at 36 what is my back actually going to be like when I'm 76 and I don't have I don't have kids I don't have like and what if I want kids and what kind of am I just going to be old and not able to move and so much fear around back pain, especially when it's that type that literally puts you on the floor and it's debilitating and you can't think and you can't work. Um, I will say in that moment through sharing on story, so many people reached out with like tips and suggestions and like all of these wonderful things that I needed to pay attention to. And, and I, so much appreciate the outpouring of love and um I continued to take notes and listen to my pain and get curious and like what is this what is this here to show me what is this here to tell me and um I learned that I need to be more open to asking for help and that's a big lesson um it's funny it's like I don't think we learn the lessons once and then it is learned I think you know that's something I'm still aware of but now that I'm aware of it it's just a lot more um effective to to be uh working towards that honestly um the other thing is I started to a, a lot happened all in a short amount of time I had a friend who's also um an energy healer she practices a different um, modality than I do. Um, she's the one who got me into essential oils. And Jessica, I love you. And um, she had been telling me about this other energy healer down in Texas named Hannah for like four months. And Jessica had been telling me, you need to reach out to Hannah. Like, oh my goodness, super incredible work. Like she was like, I just have this feeling you need to connect. And I didn't do it for four months. I just was like, okay, fine. Like, sure. Send me your website. I need to look into it. And I was busy. I was distracted. I didn't look into it. But in this moment when I was literally like, what the heck do I do? I want answers. 
what's at the, like if I'm, I'm exploring with my doctors, the physical issues of what's going on with my pain. Like, is it structural? Is it my spine? Like what's going on? So I'm trying to explore that with my doctor. I'm getting blocked by insurance, not being able to see the images of what's actually going on. So I continued to stay curious. I'm like, okay, what else can I look at? Like, what's the energetic issues that are going on? And, and as someone who is aware of energy, I want to look at like, okay, what's going on with my root chakra, my sacral chakra, like kind of those energy, like what am I holding on to in that space that like maybe needs to be released? And so for whatever reason, I think it was the debilitating pain. I was like, shit, I've just got to reach out to this woman. And so I'm emailing her and I'm giving her a background of like, here's what's going on physically and structurally with my spine, but I know it's connected to all of these other things that are happening in my life. I am um, trying to birth this business. It's a big creative project. It is not um, lost on me that all of this other kind of pain and energy blocks could be happening. And it feels to me intuitively that these things are all connected. So I reach out to her and she responded almost immediately. And I could just tell y'all I needed to work with her. I, I, I ended up spending right then and there, like I purchased three sessions without doing an intro session because I was so sure that I needed to work with this individual. And I just had this feeling y'all that she needed to be in South Bend intuitively I was like I think she's gonna move here and um this is spoiler alert but we got on a one hour um zoom call and after I'd booked my sessions and I told her I was like I all I did was talk to her about the energy of South Bend and what was going on here in the community that um I'm looking to build and y'all within two hours of getting off of that zoom call she booked a flight to come visit she came for a weekend. We introduced her to, you know, a lot of the, the community and the, a lot of people in this area. She moved here last week and um, she's now a very dear friend. And I've had three sessions with her and she's unreal. Um, if you do follow me on Instagram, you've kind of you've maybe heard me talk about her. But Hannah from Finding Wel Wellness with Hannah. Holy shit. Absolutely incredible. Um it's so fun in the energy world. There's like lots of different modalities. I'm, I'm trained in Reiki. I don't really practice and I don't, I could charge people money for Reiki, but I don't, that just doesn't feel aligned or right for me right now. So I just do it for friends and family when, when, and, and I love trades. I love like if somebody's, it's an energy exchange. So like you give me something, I give you something. It's like if, so if anybody's out there and wants, wants some energy work, um, I would love to, to do that. And my energy gifts are, are, um, I'm still learning them. Like my, one of my favorite ways to practice energy healing is in conversation. And, um, when talking with people, I can, I can kind of see the energy behind their words. Um, and it's fun to mirror back what I'm feeling and seeing energetically in a way that somebody, um, they have a shift and they can now see it too. And that is that light of awareness that sometimes is just so powerful. So where am I? I've chatted with Hannah, started focusing on the energy and spiritual and emotional component of my pain <coughs> and getting curious around that. And somewhere in this process, I started noticing there was a pattern to my pain. 
And it would be when I was at my worst, it was this fiery sensation that felt like nerve pain for sure. And it would fill my low back. It would stretch all the way to my like abdomen. And it was one of, it was this type of pain that I could not escape. And thinking back to when I had my back surgery five years ago, I understand what kind of back pain feels like when it's structural because there are certain positions you can get yourself into that alleviates the pain. And y'all, this debilitating back pain, there was no escape. I Even on the floor, that's where I felt best, but I wasn't, it was still that fiery, burning pain. And I remember the day that I realized, oh my God, there's a pattern to this. And I could tell you within the last month, there were three times that I felt this exact same pain. And I went back and I looked at my calendar um, and it was tied to my menstrual cycle. And this is where we get to the point where I didn't realize I was going to have to talk about my fucking reproductive organs on this podcast, but it's all connected. And I said, I'd show up and I'd tell the story. And so here I am. My pain was tied to my cycle, menstruation, ovulation, and menstruation again. And it was just so apparent that is what was the root of my pain. Not I bent over back or bent over weird. That might have been like a small triggering episode, but it was like, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't my movements that were triggering this pain. It was my cycle, which was wild to me. And then I started looking into I, asking friends and looking into this and, it, and endometriosis popped up on my radar as a very real thing. And I, my goodness, I had no idea how many women suffer from endometriosis. And um, so that led me to exploring, trying to get to the root even deeper with my with doctors. I am very much, I, I hope um, anybody listening to me doesn't think, oh, she's just off her rocker. And um, I'm woo-woo, but I still believe in science and I still, you know, think there's very um, real reasons to consult with doctors. So I'm searching for answers with my doctor and um, yeah, there's there actually are some issues with, with the, the, the medical community and um, I didn't love that my only options from this doctor who said, okay, if you have endometriosis, we need to do surgery and um, you can take medicine. And that just, that just didn't, I was like, well, what about food? What about diet? What about exercise? Like, what are all those options? Who's, who can tell me about that? That feels more aligned. I, if I, if I need to take medicine and if I need to have surgery, okay, I'm open to that. But that doesn't seem like that should be my first option. I'm relatively healthy. I want to explore what all of those other options are. Um, so I did kind of struggle with kind of figuring out what that plan was. But all that is to say, I did end up finding out that I have a polyp in my uterus that is a third of the size of my uterus. I don't, I, that seems like slightly significant that I am going to have to have surgery to remove. And um, why this is so important is because I listened to my body and I listened to pain and I got curious and I didn't just stop with the surface level solutions 
that I was given. I wanted to get to the root. I wanted to understand what was truly happening at that lower level, that base level. Um, I want to treat the root issue. I don't want Band-Aid symptoms. And I think, man, a lot of our, our, um, I'm not going to go that route of our just medical system in general and how it feels like it's um, a lot of just Band-Aid fixes and not helping people truly find health. But um, about a year ago, it was a year ago, because this time last year, I was in a um, mindfulness and well-being strategy certification. Um, uh, man, I feel like there's another episode on that. Hey, Aaron, I don't, I don't know if you listen to my webs or my podcast, but I love you, and you've changed my life and um, opened me up to so much. But so a year ago, it was a June, a Sunday in June, and I was with some of my girlfriends, and we had a an outing. We went shopping and got lunch and um one of them who is the next guest on local i mean on local spirit that's my business on off the deep end she's the next guest but she shared something vulnerable with myself and on and our other friend and this is why i just love vulnerability is like it's such a powerful um exchange is because she shared vulnerably and we were able to sit with her in that And because of witnessing her own vulnerability, I then shared a piece of my story with them that I've shared with, at the time, it was maybe less than five people. It was definitely less than five people. I think it was two. Um, And it has to do with sexual assault and something that happened 11 years ago for me, maybe almost 12. And um, I shared with them on that Sunday in June. And it was so beautiful to not carry the weight of some of that shame. And I was just, it was just a magical day. And it, it was this, it was incredibly healing. And, um, Literally the next day, because we met, and I'm going back to the certification program that I was in, we met on Mondays, and on that Monday we show up, and Aaron, our our instructor, is talking about, and today we're going to talk about the sacral chakra, and this is the energy center right there below your navel, and it is your reproductive organs, and it is where um, your fiery, creative passion is born, and it is where you will birth this soul-aligned business. And I just was like, oh, shit. It is no wonder to me that yesterday my trauma from 11 years ago is now coming up, asking to be healed, asking to be released. Because I've got big things that I'm here to do and my fiery creative passion center doesn't want to hold space for that trauma anymore. I've carried that trauma for 11 years pretty much by myself. And I've carried the shame and I've carried the guilt. And I decided last summer that I'm tired of carrying it. It's actually not my 
my burden to carry. And so I started last summer thinking about, okay, I know I've got this trauma. I don't exactly know how to heal from it overnight. It's actually, well, I know you can't heal from that type of trauma overnight. But I set the intention that I was going to start getting curious around how to heal. And specifically my womb. Um, and so I started listening. If you, uh, YouTube has incredible sound healing uh, channels. And so literally, if anybody's got um, any type of issue, Google that issue and sound healing and you're welcome. Uh, I love it. So I, I would listen to periodically, I'd listen to um, womb healing sound sounds and um, just kind of started on this journey of being open to what healing might look like because I'm birthing a business. I'm birthing a podcast. I've got big creative projects that want to come through me into this world and I'm holding so much space for trauma and I'm ready to finally um, wake up to what that healing might look like. Part of that was um, telling my parents that, again, I, I feel like I talk about my parents a lot, but this is my healing journey. And the more I've shared with them has become this uh, pathway to just a deeper bond. And um, I told my mom before I told my dad, and there's definitely some reasons why and Um, the person that assaulted me was not a stranger and um, won't get into details there. But anyways, the, the, sh the we're not meant to carry, it feels like we're not meant to carry trauma alone. And if you're listening and you have been carrying your trauma alone. That's part of the reason why I, I'm sharing today. Is to tell you that you are not alone. And I hope you find a safe space when you are ready to share whatever that means to you. And even if, even if it's not a person, even if it's writing it down in a journal. And releasing some of its hold that trauma maybe has on you. Because I think it's getting in the way of, of, of what we're here to do. You know, we, as, as human beings, and, and if you think of our capacity to hold space, and I, I, this is, I'm going to use energy language, but like, I think of us as having this capacity to hold space. And if you think of what are you holding space for right now? You know, what percentage of your energy capacity or energy reserves are you holding space for your friends, for your family, for your job, for your for dating, for what am I going to eat for food, what, what clothes am I going to wear? Like thinking of all of those decisions as like holding space. 
asking yourself, how much space am I holding for trauma? And asking, do I want to hold that space for trauma? And it's not something that today you have to wake up and decide, oh, well, I don't want to carry this anymore. Like, it, I don't think it works like that. Um, maybe it was two years ago. So I have a, um, you might not know listening to my podcast, but I have a church community that I deeply love. And um, I, prior to the pandemic, I was um, in charge of our greeter team and so that means I would be there for like all four um, services and it was never out of obligation. It was because I was getting so much from this community that I wanted to be there. And it was the weekend where our pastor was talking about forgiveness. And I remember sitting in the first uh, gathering, hearing about forgiveness and immediately thinking about my rape, being raped. And I remember thinking about it with disassociation. Being like, huh, thinking about my attacker. And I was like, well, I don't wish him well. I don't like send him bad vibes either, though. I just don't think about him. And when I was listening about forgiveness, I realized, oh, shit. Disassociation is not forgiveness. And I just remember, I'm, I'm not ready to forgive. I'm not 100% sure that even two years later, even after doing all of this healing, I'm not sure I've forgiven him yet. Um, but I'm exploring, I'm getting curious as to what that even means. But it was just, I think the more important message for me in that moment was, if you even want to think about forgiving, You have to acknowledge that it happened. And that's what I hadn't been doing. And I had been burying and um, so two years ago it like it popped up and it was like that just the, the light of awareness was now on my wound and I didn't know what to do with it, but it was there, uh, kind of opened the wound and um, I'm not one to like sit in wounds, but I'm I think being aware of them and observing them and asking them how they want to heal. And then it's beautiful in the intuitive guidance. So also in this story, man, I feel like I'm just like sharing so much of my life, but like within the last few years, I was doing some goal planning and like getting curious about where I need to shine the light of awareness. And like, I remembered y'all, I was molested as a child. I think that's what you would call it. Um, it was inappropriate behavior. And I literally buried that for close to at 25 to 30 years. I'd completely blocked it out and forgotten it. Until I was writing something down a couple, uh, maybe I feel like it was 2019. 
and it all of a sudden that popped up in my like uh, oh shit um so there was another something that like hey are you ready to heal me let's are you ready to release this so to say that there's some healing around my sacral chakra that needs to happen absolutely um going back to the main point of all this is a year ago I set the intent to do my energetic healing I didn't have the answers I didn't have a clear path forward I just said I'm ready <laughs> and I was led towards people that could help I was led towards other women who shared similar experiences. I felt less alone. And what is so wild is in this reconnecting to my body and getting curious and, and saying what, what, trying to get to the root issues of things. What started as a commitment to heal my womb on a energetic, emotional, spiritual level, level led me to realizing that I actually need to heal my womb on a physical level. And this is, I'm telling you about this part of my story because it is 100% tied to the community I'm building and the business I'm birthing. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if this is how it works for everybody, but like, I'm just tired of carrying trauma and it's getting in the way of abundance. So I'm sharing in case anybody is out there caring. Trauma, no matter where you are in your healing journey, it's your own healing journey. And as someone who's been on it and in it and still is, and that, you know, these things, anybody who's done any type of healing work, it's, or has PTSD or any type of trauma, it is, it, there are layers. And the second you think you've, oh, I've healed that one. No, it's deeper. Um, I just want to say, keep going. And the world needs you just as you are. And I want to encourage you to think about what you're carrying and why. And maybe get curious. Start to ask yourself, if I wasn't carrying around this trauma, what could I pick up? What could I create?
I don't want to encourage you that this is what the world needs. It needs these empathetic hearts and these these people who have experienced the depths of human emotion. Because it's these souls that can also bring forth so much joy and creativity and compassion. So I'm really excited um, for this next episode. My dear friend Paige, she owns a small business in this area, Luxwagon. And um, her episode has been such an inspiration. We recorded it back in, it was either late November or early December, and y'all... Her episode ended up being deeply triggering for me. And I'll let her tell her side of the story. But um, Paige, I love you so much and I'm so inspired by you. And this healing work that I'm doing has been impacted by the healing work that you are doing. So uh, I'll save the rest for the next episode. But I just... I'm sending so much love, and uh, I think I'm all out of words. I I asked for the words that I needed to say to speak through me today, and um, just sending love. See y'all later. Bye.